Bible studies show. Whoa! What up is Ruth? And she fell on her face. Oh no! <laughs> okay, so she and Ruth are kicking it in Bethlehem to come unto a people. Oh my which god! Without the Lord. So she's like, "Don't text him. Wash thyself, therefore." And anoint thee. I'm surprised. Because it's weird. Good thing I have the whole Bible memorized. <sighs> Lily. Okay, yes? Why do you sound like dr- like a drunk Alexa? <laughs> hey. hey, Lily. Uh, yes. <laughs> If you if you were like a home assistant robot, I'd be like, "Hey Lily, what time is it?" And you'd be like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Bibleish, the podcast where we tell Bible stories. I'm Lily. Uh, I'm Angela. And neither of us are religious experts, but we aren't here to tell you a moral. We're here to tell you a story. At Bibleish, we are serving up equal parts epic tale, summary, and drunk literary analysis. We are not here to preach, so get ready to hear these stories in a brand new way. Um, also, we do not believe in doing stories in order. However, if you would like to access a list of all of our episodes, you can join our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Our patrons are our amazing supporters who keep this show going. And when you join our Patreon, you get fun gifts and perks and prizes. Um, everything from a Bible-ish sticker to a wine chalice. Uh, so <laughs> you can join us at patreon.com slash Bible-ish podcast. If you'd like to join the Bible-ish fam. And this week is... Alicia, Alicia. I'll get some more more again forever. (laughs) I just got done making a whole thing about how we don't do these stories in order. And Lily has been on an Alicia kick because she's trying to find something interesting about him as a character. However, he has interesting stories. Sure, yeah. He's not a bad guy. He the just, stories have been good. No. Just that he's average Joe. He's, yeah. Yeah, he is. He's average so, Joe. Um, oh, you had something you wanted to mention. I did, it's true. I just wanted to say a very special thank you to our patron, Veronica, um, because... Veronica sent us a incredibly sweet, kind email two episodes ago. We did a tribute to my mom who passed in January. And I forget which one of us made the suggestion to send us pictures of cats (laughs) (laughs) because I was having a sad. And that is ongoing um, because there's never too many of those. (laughs) (laughs) Veronica sent us pictures of some very adorable kitties and then a follow-up email that just really meant a lot to us. And so we wanted to say thank you on the show uh, because truly like hearing from our listeners is 
super meaningful to us and we're really honored to be part of your lives. Yeah. So thank you very, very much Just to well Veronica. Yeah, thank you, Veronica. This is for you. Double, double time. <laughs> we'll be drinking these for you. <laughs> but it's like you're with us. But before we begin, I have a question for you, Angela. Meg. What is your thing that you just, that it just makes you mad? It is the subject that automatically makes you mad. And you could just be talking about this thing with someone who isn't even disagreeing with you and you find yourself yelling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let me think about this. There are things that make me mad, but they're not necessarily topics, uh, like mouth noises. They <laughs> yes. make me really Angela mad. Hates mouth noises. I if there's like a a person chewing with their mouth open in my presence, particularly if I'm not eating, like if I just have to be a, an observer and a listener of that, it's um it, it gets violent inside my head, but. In terms of, like, a topic that makes me mad. I mean, I would say there are many politically, especially in this day and age. Dang, Lily, you kind of got me stumped. I'm sorry. Oh! Do you want me to answer first? Yeah, you say. Okay. Mine is oral contraceptives for males. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm already I will mad. just loudly tell you about that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Oh, we have a headache. We don't like it. Oh, we did a clinical trial and it made our widow tummies hard. That's a good that one. That is mine. That's a very good one. I was just thinking about how you can get pretty big mad if someone tells you that millennials are lazy and don't work hard. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> I've seen you get mad about that before. Yeah, anything to do with, like, calling an entire generation entitled, namely our generation, uh, <laughs> instant anger. Um, and the other one, you know what, the other one that I would say is anyone who would try to argue that the BMI or body mass index uh, is at all meaningful, mm. because I have uh, very much realized how garbage that is. <laughs> I would definitely loudly talk about that and have and in fact did just earlier today do that. So I'm going to land on that as mine, but All you're right. very much correct. Also, anything about millennials being lazy and um, <laughs> just because we can't afford to buy a house. I think those are accurate answers for you. Oh, damn. I seemed it myself. Is Alicia finally going to flip out about a... Uh... <laughs> oh, no. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I could tell by your reaction. I was like, she's lying. <laughs> That's a lie of a reaction. For 
all our sanity, I will not be doing a summary of Elijah and Alicia. If you are a new listener, we are not trying to snub you. We've just been talking about them for a while now. You can jump in here if you'd like. We're pretty good about referencing things that have already happened if it pertains to the portion of the story we're telling. And it's not like the Bible is known for its amazing linear stories, but we are. So if you'd like to start from the beginning, be our guest. It is a free country for people Some penises. People. Yeah. The only summary I'm going to do is this. Alicia doesn't like debt, but still feels it needs to be paid. He will go to extreme lengths to get random people out of debt. Also, the people of Aram were raiding the people of Israel, but then Elisha struck them all blind, led them to his king, and instructed him to wine and dine them before letting them return. This was a big, huge flex, as we said in our last episode. It's hard enough to feed your own army, let alone the much bigger army of someone else. So the people of Aram stopped raiding the people of Israel because they could have all died, but didn't. And they thought that was a pretty classy. (laughs) Also, I feel like they were a little embarrassed. It's a (laughs) little, it's a little embarrassing. Also, it's a little terrifying to be struck blind as a group and then have your sight returned to you. Yeah. I would I, I wouldn't want to stick around is what I'm saying. Yeah. I would say maybe I'm just gonna go pitter patter into someone else's kingdom to <laughs> steal their stuff. There is nothing truly exceptional about Alicia. He was born to be ordinary, but then destiny changed her mind halfway through his life. Alicia was twice the man he ought to have been, but his physical self did not deceive him as it had his predecessor, Elijah. Elijah had lived through famine, paranoia, and drought. It showed in the sinking of his eyes and the frown that clung to the corners of his mouth. But Elisha, Elisha had eyes that were focused and alert. Their edges crinkled when he smiled, which he often did, broadly. He seemed like the sort of man who might get a big head about him because he very much was. (laughs) Not the sort of self-inflation that could cause offense, but one that begged to be challenged. That Mm. is to say, he did not abuse his stature, but the climb to it had been noticeably assisted. (laughs) There were prophets who were upheld through their philosophies and rhetoric and prophets who were appointed. Alicia was of the latter and had been soaring through the same role his predecessor had dragged himself through. For the last few chapters, he's been the star of the show, but now he's going to have to take a back seat. This is Kings 2, after all. So the book is going to refocus on the more royal characters now that Elijah's character and authority has been established. Remember how there had been an opportunity to wipe out that big army of Aram? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, well, maybe they should have. Because 
After some momentary peace, those same raiders from the north got bored and returned. Well, come on now, you guys. They were like, we actually just wanted dinner again, so... (laughs) We actually just forgot. (laughs) We're just so used to it. Second nature. Oh my god. Everyone forgets in the Bible. (laughs) Do you remember a man named Ben-Hadad? A king, actually. Yeah. Well... Wait, that sounds familiar. Yes, for sure. It should. Because... And get ready for Ben-Hadad 2.0, his son. Same shit, different Ben, pretty much, as far as the Bible is concerned. Ben-Hadad Jr. He rules the country to the north, Aram, where Damascus is. One day, after a period of relative peace, Ben-Hadad decides it's time to take back some of their contested territory and sends his army to Samaria, where it laid siege to the city. The siege caused a great famine within its walls, and the people suffered greatly. Hmm. Now, I know what you're feeling, especially my fellow Americans. I know your pain at the gas pumps. I've heard your cries. At the grocery store. Here, in the besieged city of Samaria, inflation exists as well. <gasps> if you think $5 and some change per gallon of gas is bad, consider what they had to deal with. 80 shekels of silver for a donkey head. And 5 shekels would only get you a quarter of a cab of seed pods, so... Wait, 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 wait. Why, what are we doing with donkey heads? Well, what, 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 what wouldn't you do with a donkey head in a famine? Oh, no. Oh, yes. It's mostly bones. Yeah, well, head cheese. Don't ever say those, don't say those words to me ever again. Don't you dare. Keeper of the secret cheese ever say that? Well, but it's still, and then donkeys. I'll let it go. I'm letting it go. I'm letting go and letting God. I can't. Yeah. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah, it's a quarter. It's a quarter of a cab of seed pods. Five shekels. Seed pods. And that's a uh, that's corn measure, not wine measure. So think about it. I'll Consider go. it. Okay, I'll try. One day, the king of Israel was walking up along the walls of his poor besieged besieged city. Sorry, I was trying to say besieged wall. Also, I was going to burp, and it was like besieged. <laughs> And he was walking along the walls of his beachy city. (laughs) When he heard a woman call up to him from below. Yo, lady. (laughs) You. (laughs) What's a strong king like you doing outside on a hot day like today? 
Help me, my lord, please, <laughs> she called out. Help you, he called back. How can I help you when God himself would not help any of us? What should I ask the thresher for help? The wine press? Then the king finally thought to ask, what is it you need help with? <laughs> yeah, he like immediately goes into complaining mode. My neighbor, the woman began, the king rolled his eyes. What made her think she could come to him with her petty squabbles? Her commoner problems. Because you're standing there? The woman continued. My neighbor made me a promise. If we killed and ate my son yesterday, we could kill and eat (laughs) your face. Sorry. That's what he said. (laughs) We We could kill and eat her son today. Well, I agreed, and we killed and ate my son, but now today she has her son hidden away so no harm can come to him. I've been deceived. All right, Brenda. Girl. (laughs) Girl, we have bigger problems. We have bigger (laughs) issues than deceit. Yeah, I know. She lied. And that's <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, like, the problem is that she lied. It's the principle of yeah. the thing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a woman of principle, you know? And so I just feel like honesty to me is more important <laughs> in a neighbor than having an alive son. <laughs> So you could just help me out with that real quick. Uh, Damn. The king king was speechless. He (laughs) knew things were bad, but not that bad. (laughs) He tried to swallow the lump in his throat, but it would not go down. It wanted to come up and out, taking his stomach contents with it, if he even had any. Jeez. (laughs) The king tore his clothes and donned a sackcloth. He stood before his people and proclaimed that God should deal with him ever so severely if he allows Alicia's head to remain on his shoulders. Yeesh. He was big mad. Wait, 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 wait. Why Alicia? I thought it was the Arameans that besieged them. It was the Arameans that besieged them. The Arameans that Alicia had previously led uh. to him. And when he said, Daddy, can I kill them, Daddy? <laughs> Alicia was like, no, this you should let them go so that they can come back later and besiege your old city. Now people are eating sons. Now people and people are, are, are lying sons. about their sons, hiding them away so no one can have a snack. So he's mad at Alicia. This makes sense. The king marched toward where he was gathered with the elders, sending a messenger ahead of him. Before the messenger approached Alicia's dwelling, he said to those around him, Hear the young man outside. The king has sent someone to kill me. Bar the door so they may not enter. 
for his master's footsteps are behind him. As they went to bar the door, they heard the messenger call out, and sure enough, the king was soon to follow. Who the hell does this man think he is, the king thought to himself about Alicia. He won't accept my messenger or come out to greet me. This guy. I'm going to kill this guy. Stand before the king or the king will stand before you. (laughs) The king grew understandably impatient with being ignored (laughs) and shouted, This disaster is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? Alicia looked out to him and responded with a message from God. This time tomorrow morning, a sea of flour will sell for a shekel and two seahs of barley. A seah is a third of an ifa, or about 7.6 liters. If you oh, want we've to played do, this game before. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you <laughs> want to do a fun math project, you can convert everything I just said and uh, tell us what the actual size and price is. And I will, give you, I will give you a gold star. <laughs> we'll mail you a gold star. So mostly the big takeaway is it's unbelievable. The inflation has gotten insane. And what he suggested would happen in the stock markets of the market uh, simply made no economical sense. It was so unbelievable, in fact, that the officer who had accompanied the king said, even if God himself opened the floodgates of the heavens, could this happen? So have you ever had a a friend who couldn't you couldn't mention something around because it makes them act super weird or irate the thing that gets them mad? Yes, I now understand where your question was going. Yes. <laughs> so God is that friend and his thing you cannot mention is him not being able to do something. Like, oh, let's fight them in a valley since they worship a hill god dead. Let's see whose god can light a pyre first. I bet it's not your lame one god dead. (laughs) I could go on. Yeah. Alicia narrowed his eyes at the officer who questioned him. You will see it for yourself, he said, but you won't eat any of it. Not only was this a foreboding remark, but it was also very unfortunate, seeing as how everyone was starving. Yeah. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to the king and his officer, four lepers stood at the city gate. And this is a script. I emailed it to you previously. (gasps) Pearl's Law. Are we lepers? We're lepers. Okay. We're four lepers. Okay, (laughs) we're... <laughs> Lily and me were lepers three, uh, four, <laughs> but it didn't rhyme. Okay. Let's just go in. It's forbidden for us to enter the city. We're going to die out here. I know, I know, but they're dying in the city too, so what does it matter? He's right. They'll all starve to death before they contract anything we have anyway. It just doesn't feel right to me. What if instead of dying slowly of hunger, 
we die today or not at all. What are you saying? I'm saying I'd rather not die of hunger. I'm saying we should go to the Aramians. They might just kill us. That's what I'm saying. Who cares? I'd rather die quickly if I'm going to die at all. All right, I feel you, honestly. That's not part of the script, but, like, I'm on board. <laughs> I'm ad-libbing <laughs> at this point. Like, um, and YOLO. Yes. Like, yeah. pretty much YOLO. You only leper once. <laughs> that night, the four men went down to the Aramian camp, but the army fled before they approached. By the time they were down in the valley, there was not a soul in sight. The four men looked to one another. What had caused them to run like that, leaving everything behind? Hmm. What they did not know was God had played a trick on the encampment. The four (gasps) men were accompanied by chariots and horsemen, a massive army, the very same one God showed to the servant of Elisha when he was about to flee. Do you remember? For those of you like Angela who don't know, (laughs) but should, it was just the last episode. Yeah, wait. God has a massive invisible army. Remember when that servant was like, I'm not sticking around for this attack. And Alicia said, don't be afraid. And he was like, I'm counting heads. And I don't even need to, you know, count that thoroughly to know we're doomed. But then Alicia made him see the army of God. Yes. And he was like, we are not alone. Yes. Yes. You remember? Yes. yes, Okay. Yes. I have this like visual in my head of um, just the Lord of the Rings ghost army situation. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Which is my favorite part of that. Yeah. Such a good part. For those of you who don't know, God has a massive army made of gold, fire, and terror. Unmanned chariots, war horses with no riders that only some people can be made to see. In every account, it's not the sort of army that makes you feel emboldened. It does not have the same evocation as Hannibal crossing the Alps. It's not Bonaparte, Henry V, or Lincoln vibes at all. To see this army is to wonder if you are in fact the baddies. <laughs> it strikes fear into anyone who sees it, no matter whose side they think they're on. So these four maybe dying men, I say maybe because leprosy was an umbrella term for skin disease in the Bible, uh, but also they were starving. At the very least, we know they were just starving. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Looked out onto the abandoned encampment. Disheveled tents confessed their tattered walls to the wind, and donkeys roamed about in aimless confusion. Everything. (laughs) Yeehaw? Yeehaw? 
Everything had been left just how it had been, and not a sound could be heard save for the huffs of abandoned animals. They were thoroughly confused, because they were not made to hear the giant army that marched ahead of them. The army of Aram, on the other hand, had heard a massive army and abandoned their camp, thinking the Israelites had gained support from Egypt or the Hittites, who they did not want to fuck with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The four men entered one of the tents and found a meal that had hardly been touched. Mm -hmm. They feasted and then helped themselves to some of the silver, gold, and garments they found lying around. Then they went to hide what they had plundered and returned for more. Upon their return, they began to feel guilty. They had essentially found a field of food and were keeping it to themselves during a famine, no less. No good could possibly come of their secrecy. They all agreed another hall could only lead to bad karma. So they returned to the city to report their findings to the palace. Whoa. Mo. They called up to the gatekeepers to tell them all they had seen, and the gatekeepers ran to the palace. The king of Israel felt uneasy. It made no sense. The army of Aram was winning. Why would they run? And why would they leave everything behind? Because it's a trap, he thought to himself. It's an ambush. They are trying to lure his starving people out of the city with the promise of food, so they can kill them. He figured they were hiding along the outskirts of the camp, waiting. Mm. The king decided to send five of his men out on the last five horses in the city to find out where the army had gone. It did not take them long to track them. They had all run in the same direction, leaving a trail of supplies and possessions behind in their headlong flight. After the messengers returned to report to the king, the people of Samaria descended onto the camp to plunder every crumb they could. The king's officer, who had doubted the word of God when they went to confront Elisha, had been appointed to guard the city gate that day. He was trampled to death by ah, the crowd. Jeez. But not before he saw a sea of flour and two seas of barley sell for but one shekel. <gasps> just as Alicia had foretold, the officer would not eat any of it. I knew it was going to be something like that. I knew I it. He was going to get stepped on. It's going to be like another what's-his-face, the, 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 the Jephthah and his daughter. Remember the one? Remember the one where he's like, God, I will sacrifice the first thing I see when I go oh, home if you yes. just let me do this. Oh. And he's like, la, 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 la. God won the battle and I'm so great. And then his daughter runs up and is like, daddy! With a drum. <laughs> with a, yeah, with a drum. So there's absolutely no way he's going to miss seeing her. And she was just like, I'm so excited oh. to see you and now you're home. And he's like, what daughter? I'm suddenly the blind. Worst. Yeah. It yeah. felt like that kind of... The Bible is good at that. The Bible's good at these little tricksy moments. It is. It is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That concludes King 2, 624 to 719. 
Let's continue. Angela. Lloyd. If shit was about to go down in the land of Canaan, who do you think Alicia would call? Shit is about to go down in the land of Canaan. Feels like a math question, but I know it's not. His dear old friend, Darlene. Oh my God. The woman who had built him his own house on top of her own. The woman who was his place of peace. The woman who never asked for anything but deserved the world. Alicia had brought her son back to life because he could not bear to ever see her suffer. That is why he came to her again. He Hmm. loved Darlene and she was in grave danger. (gasps) Darlene, what's she doing? Girl, hopefully not eating anyone's son. God God had told Alicia that there would be a famine in the land that would last seven years. Come on, we just, we just are having one now. (laughs) More famine again some more? If he had been told earlier, like Joseph had been, he could have built up stores to prepare and unlike the famine that had just taken place in Samaria this one would spread across the entire land this one would not be caused by men and would last for years Mm. claiming far more lives now let's get a little spicy (gasps) because why not Darlene I bring you a a new little chapter of Bible-ish. Bible-ish after dark? Yes. Yes. (laughs) The Bible smut edition. Whoa, 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 whoa. This sounds like a very fairy experience. It's going to be a very fairy celebration. Oh, my God. How is a famine going to get spicy? Okay. I'm I'm here for it. We're because here. I was bored of famine. <laughs> Lily's like, oh, what would I do if there was a famine in the land? <laughs> ready? I'm ready. All right. <clears throat> Alicia was waiting upstairs for Darlene to see her son off. He was going to go meet his father in the square. They would not be home until late. Alicia paced the tiny rooftop room again and again, waiting to hear her footsteps on the ladder. The voice of her son trailed off, then a small part of eternity passed as he waited. Finally, a familiar tread took to the wooden rungs of the ladder. Her calloused hands slid up its narrow sides, sounding a soft shh, shh. Finally, she was standing before him, her skirt and scarf still draped over her arm from the climb. I wasn't expecting you, Darlene whispered, despite being alone. I know. I had to see you, said Alicia. Darlene's mouth betrayed her with an overeager grin. She covered it with the corner of her veil. Here, stop it. 
see me and that's what matters like an imaginary friend <laughs> like a ghost army of god <laughs> she she covered it with the corner of her veil still looking at him i've missed you alicia said he made a fist and looked down at the floor <laughs> Because you miss me, she asked, stepping closer to him. I would be here every day if that were the reason, Alicia answered to the floor. Darlene was in arm's length of him. She reached out and took the side of his face in her hand, then pushed a stray lock of hair away. (laughs) Angela's acting everything out, and everyone's missing her. Oh my god. Then pushed a stray lock of hair away from his eyes with the expert finger of a weaver, causing him to look up in astonishment, in constant awe of her. It must be serious, Darlene half teased. She knew that it must be, or he would not be there, not after how they left things the last time. After that, it is. Alicia breathed out forcefully and lunged toward her, hitting her against the wall with a protective hand behind her head. Darlene grabbed the waist of his tunic and pulled him into her. They both stood impossibly close for a moment, then let go of all restraint as they fell to the bed, as if jumping from a cliff, clinging to each other for life. Her life! Later on, they lay next to one another, panting up toward the fabric ceiling. Night had fallen, and Hank and his son would be home soon. But there was Alicia, right there next to her, and every now and then, when the breeze was strong enough, the ceiling would lift just enough to let the stars in. Nothing could take this moment from her. There's going to be a famine, said Alicia, turning his head toward her. You have to leave, you and your family. Darlene began to slowly wake from her happiness. She had hoped, for a brief moment, that he was suggesting they leave together, but knew that was foolish. I won't be able to see you. He didn't have to say that, and it felt cruel that he did. Of course she wouldn't be able to see him. He wasn't telling her where to go, just that she had to. And where will you go, she asked him, where I must. She hated when he was cryptic like that, always with an air of self-importance. Well, she said as she lifted herself from the bed, best of luck to both of us, I suppose. Alicia grabbed her wrist before she could reach for her robes. I'm telling you this to protect you and your family. Protect my family, asked Darlene, pulling her hand away. That's rich coming from a prophet who covets another man's wife. 
Alicia leapt up from the bed and ripped the rope from her hands, throwing it back down to the floor. He grabbed her tightly by the shoulders and whispered into her ear, I do not covet you. Um, I think we were just coveting pretty hard, so... She tried to break out of his grasp, but he held her tighter. His words were cruel, but his eyes spoke of nothing but kindness. They made her feel she could not always trust what he said. (laughs) I cannot covet something that is... I cannot stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot covet something that is mine We will always belong to each other No matter where we are I will be yours Always Darlene started to cry But Alicia kissed her forehead Then they both stood there Clinging to each other's arms What if you can't find me when it's over? Asked Darlene I'm willing to lose you If it means saving your life Alicia answered Darlene stared straight ahead of her, looking right through him. Life without him was almost not worth living. I'll come back here. I'll find a way, she said, finally breaking the silence. Your house, Alicia began. This is my home. This room is ours. It's where my happiness lives. When it's all over, I'll return. I'll wait for you. Just then they heard Hank and their son coming home. They looked at one another with regret for not getting just one more minute and hurriedly dressed themselves. That night, Alicia would leave, and the next morning, Darlene and her family would begin packing up their home to travel to the land of the Philistines for the duration of the famine. As Hank clapped Alicia on the back and wished him safe travels, he and Darlene looked at one another with eyes that said, I will feel all seven of these years like stones on my heart, and my body will scream your name. Did any of that happen? No. Did I enjoy writing Bible smut? Yes, I did. (laughs) What did happen? God tells Alicia of the impending famine. He tells Darlene, and she leaves with her family to the land of the Philistines. Those uncircumcised. They are. Folk. That's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah. Oh. Did they sleep together? I don't know. It doesn't say they did. Uh, do I like believing Hank is not the real father of Darlene's son and that it's possibly why Leisure resurrected him because he's actually their love child? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do like believing that. Do I think a straight male and female can be close friends without there being a sexual attraction? Yes, I do, but I was in a smut mood, so that's what we're serving this week. <laughs> I loved it, Lilia. That was great. Anyway, we will pick up from this point in the story next time oh. to find out if they survive the famine and if they'll ever see each other again. If they'll ever bone again. Man. The end. Wow, Lillian. Well, even in the like the rated like the rated like PG version, I still like that he like made sure that she that that she knew. Yeah, I you liked uh, the comeback. Yeah, I like that she's still a prominent person 
in his life. I think that's actually really interesting that doesn't yeah. happen a lot. Yeah, there's not like a ton of characters that come back in that regard unless they are. They're usually an used enemy for a story <laughs> to make some sort of point or something, and then they're kind of abandoned by the story. But um, yeah, I love that she came back, Darlene. Yeah. Oh, Darlene. And I totally love thinking that her son is their love child and doesn't belong to Hank at all. Yeah. That's okay. Hank seems like a pretty solid dad. So, you know, Alicia's too busy. He's out and about, you know, doing profit stuff. Um, He couldn't have really been a great dad anyway. So I think it all worked out for the best. Totally agree. Yeah. And I'm sorry, everyone, that you couldn't see Angela's performance (laughs) of my smutty material. Well, it was great material. I I had a lot to work with. (laughs) (laughs) He made a fist and looked at the floor. (laughs) Wow, Lillian. So there's about to be a big old fam. Yep. Seven year fam. A big old fammy going on. A fam-demic. You know, if anything, hearing Bible stories, here's the thing. Like, two of my biggest takeaways from the Bible so far are, one, human existence and history will always be cyclical, and people will always forget shit and need to be reminded, no matter how bad it is. Um, And number two is that bad things will always happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And number three... Everything is meaningless. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I feel like the Bible tries to make it have meaning, and I'm just like... But you already told me in that other book. (laughs) We're not here to tell you more. Fascinating. 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 So, as of now, Arameans, we don't know where they are. They ran off. They'd be gone. They probably uh, went... We, we, we all the way home. Yeah. They, we, we, we all the way home. Um, some little piggies went to market, AKA raided that campsite and they really made out the best here. Um, yes. And some little piggies tramp trampled officers. Yeah. A <laughs> cab. I almost said strampled. <laughs> some little piggies strampled. strampled the people at the front gate. <laughs> Um, and it looks like moving forward, all little piggies will have none. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Is Alicia finally going to, like, have a personality? Listen. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's never And I was thinking Joe. of maybe taking an Alicia break for our next episode because I'm just like ugh I do insert so many lies just to enjoy you had to make a whole smut this week (laughs) you had to make a whole smut I had to embellish the shit out of your book because you bore me yeah yeah well, thank you, Lily, because that was highly enjoyable and very I'm well glad done. You liked it. It was fantastic. Um, and if you started writing smut, 
in general, I think that would be great. Yeah, I think Bible smut would be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Deborah. Freaking Ruth and Boaz. Oh, yeah. Covering those feet. We oh, know yeah. what was going on. Foot stuff. All that good <laughs> stuff. Big money. Big money in that. Well, thank you so much for for listening. Well, thank you so much, Lily, for telling a story and making it um, way juicier yeah. than it would be just reading the Bible. <laughs> totally. I loved it and I really appreciate it. And thank you. Thank you to our listeners. If you have been listening to Bibleish and you would like to support the show, or if you are a first time listener and would like to join the Bibleish fam, I do want to invite you to join us over on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Um, because that keeps the show going. Everyone's contributions. It really is so, so meaningful to us. Um, and in addition, when you sign up, whether it's a dollar a month or $50 a month, you get really fun prizes and perks and gifts from us and things that we have drunkenly made you with our own two hands. And so (laughs) we invite you to come on over to patreon.com slash Bibleish podcast and join the fam. And you know what? Times are hard. So if you can't do that, we get it. And we are just so happy to have you here uh, and listening. But if you can, and you're interested in supporting, it is patreon.com slash Bibleish podcast. You can also send your questions and pictures of your pets to uh, Bibleish podcast at gmail.com. She got it. I got it. <laughs> Again, we are not. We are not. <laughs> we are wow. not. We are not. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) We are not here to mock or glorify the Bible. We are just two modern-day ladies trying to wrap our heads around an ancient text. Thank you for listening. I gotta go. My motorcycle's here. (laughs) Wear a helmet. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Noisy ass motorcycle.